Welcome to the game. This is game. They should have never gave you platform. You, you, ho, ow. What's good with y'all out there? I'm Kamal. This is The Gab, episode 42. Ooh, I'd like to thank my sponsors, First Place Losers. The link to the shop going to be in the description below. Bow, y'all go check that out. Amen for my tubers. Kamar Johnson ENT. Look at y'all adults. Y'all know what to do. And for my potters out there, I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Google Podcasts. And I'm on SoundCloud. All you got to do is type in Kamar Johnson. Or type in the gab, bow, pop right up. Ooh, hey, give yourself a hand out there if y'all watching, y'all listening. Y'all the real MVPs, you feel me? Hell yeah. Hold on, we're gonna give a little gunshot too. I like the look. Let's get it. All right, let's hop right into it. Our topic of the day Black men standing up for themselves in the public fucking eye and they get fucking villainized. What the fuck, man? The shit is going around a lot lately, goddammit. And I'm gonna be the one to say right now that I don't agree with everything that these people are doing, that these black men are doing, but I do agree with them standing up for their fucking self and standing on their fucking square. And as a black man, you should back up other black men that do that shit. Especially if they get fucking ridiculed in the public eye. You know who we talking about? We, Kyrie Irving, Dave Chappelle, you know? Kyrie Irving with the 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 19 thing. You feel me? He don't want to get the jab or the ratata. You feel me? The T-virus. You know what I mean? Even though I personally... Got the T-virus. You feel me? And I'm fine, okay? They don't want to get it. That's fine, too. But he shouldn't be getting ridiculed for this. And it's like, he losing out on a lot of dough because the NBA is like, nah, bro, you can't play if you don't get the T-virus and shit. And he's standing on his square. I commend that shit. He's like, no, bro, this is what I believe in, like, Y'all shouldn't force me to do some shit. I believe in this shit. And like, and he's also saying more of, he's unsure. There ain't enough research for him out there to get the shit, which is understandable. I can't cost for that, bro. And Arrowhead. I fucks with that. You feel me? Hey, that's how he feel. Let it be. He's doing the best for him. What he feel is best for his family. They love us black men, you feel me? The thing I don't like, though, is some people comparing this motherfucker to Muhammad Ali. Stop the cap, motherfuckers. That's bullshit. You know damn well this is totally different than what Muhammad Ali was standing for. He didn't want to go fight in the Vietnam fucking war to fight for a white country that don't give a fuck about black people, but want us to go over there and kill Vietnam people. That's what fucking Muhammad Ali was fighting for. You feel me? This Kyrie Irving thing, very different. Stop comparing the fucking two because they both athletes. That shit's bullshit. You feel me? Look it. Another thing, Dave Chappelle with his stand-up. 
and the jokes that he's been spewing. You feel me? They trying to, oh, they saying they trying to cancel him and the uh, transgender community are up in uproar. Some is, some ain't. You feel me? But, come on, man, this PC shit with fucking goddamn comedians, bro. Goddamn. Being politically correct. Like, what the fuck? Like, he comedian. And he told you, motherfuckers. I'm against fucking white racist bitches. He ain't against transgender people. He had jokes for y'all. The fuck? And some feminist people were fucking offended by this nigga. And he's like, nigga, the definition of a feminist is fucking equal rights for women. That's what he want. He just ain't agreeing with the fucking way they moving. Or the feminist movement is going and how they fucking making moves. But I get it at the same time. I guess as a man, you, you ain't supposed to speak on those things. But with the transgender thing too, like it's understandable that some people were feeling like, all right, you had a transgender friend, da da da. Does that give you the right to make jokes about transgender people? It's the same as like if a white boy say fucking black jokes and you like, yo, I got a black friend, but is it the same? Um, is it really the fuck? And like, come on. Bro, like, he talked about his transgender friend, and he was talking about how the transgender community does this shit, lightweight bullying, and we can't say that his transgender friend took her life because of the bullying that she got from uh sticking up for Dave Chappelle, but it kind of correlates. Who the fuck knows? But literally what he was talking about they did that to this transgender friend of his. She ended up committing suicide. Now, we don't know that was the cause of it. Because she could have been going through some shit. But, kind of kind of a coincidence, right? Bullying happened from the transgender community to this transgender woman. She ended up taking her fucking life. I don't the fuck know, man, but... Even Dave Chappelle standing on his fucking square and saying everybody could get these motherfucking jokes. And I'm for the fucking fight against the racist white motherfuckers. The fuck? Dude. I commend these two motherfuckers standing on their own square, believing in what they believe in. We ain't got to agree on the shit, you feel me? But as black men, we need to commend this shit and we need to give fucking hand claps for this shit. Black men are standing up for their fucking selves even though they're being villainized in the fucking public eye, which I think is bullshit. You feel me? Woo! Yeah! My sources, the fucking internet. That's my sources. That's where I got it from, okay? Give these black brothers another hand clap, man. You feel me? Another hand clap. Another air horn. You feel me? Gosh! Jeez Louise! Woo! Alright. Y'all know what segment we about to get into. Oh, Lord and Lord! We about to get into the sad segment! Woo! And this show right here. 
play a little, little song for you, so you, you might get the gist from, from this song. You feel me? You, 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 you. I'm going to remix it for y'all. Uh. Hey, every girl comes by past. I'm obsessed. Oh, yeah. Every girl come across me. I'm obsessed. And my wife might kill you. <laughs> yes, we're going to talk about you on Netflix. Oh, shit. So this came out October 15th of this year. This is season three. Uh, if you ain't watched the first two seasons, I say go back and watch the shit. Because I'm only going to just talk about season three. All right. So now I got to give the stats. IMDb gave it a 7.7. .7, and Rotten Tomatoes gave it 91%. That means it's fresh. But like I say, fuck those critics. Bow. <laughs> Tell you one day they're gonna give me a sponsor to say go fuck themselves. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, bro. You do the numbers up. They be like, yo, I like the way you say fuck us. I bet the fuck you do, goddammit. <laughs> Woo! Alright, some of the creators of the show, Greg Berlinati, Sarah Gamble, and damn, I put this nigga twice because they put him twice. Fuck it. Greg Berlante. This nigga must be Italian. And there's other people that, you know, is creators of it, but I ain't gonna get into that, you know? Shit. Kudos to y'all. Good job. Creating the show. You know, season three was a little wonky. I'm gonna say that for sure. Season three. <laughs> this is starring actors and actresses. Penn Bagley. He's Joe. Joe Goldberg. Nigga sound like a fucking psycho name. <laughs> Victoria Penderite, her name, Love Quinn, that's the wife. And then Tati Gabriella. Oh my gosh, she is fucking. Oh! Oh! And she plays Mariana Bellamy. And there's other more, many more. Kudos to the cast. Let's give a hand, hand clap for them. I'm about to say handshake. <laughs> I like to shake y'all motherfuckers' hands too. Y'all's incredible. God damn. You know what I mean? So, this show is basically a psychological thriller based off a series of fucking books that was created by Caroline Kepnes. And look it, like I said, it's three seasons out. Y'all go watch season one and two, because I ain't about to explain that shit. I'm just going to talk about season three. So, in season three, Love Quinn. That's a crazy fucking name, too. It's a fucking psychopath. <laughs> psychopath name. Joe Goldberg and Love Quinn. Two fucking psychopaths. They get married. You feel me? Y'all know how Joe do. He get obsessed with a woman. He start collecting collectibles and all types of shit. And it's like, he get overly obsessive. And then they be like, oh, you're fucking crazy. And then he murders them. He acts they ass. He knives they ass. He does whatever. He locks them in the cage. And he'd be like, I fucking loved you and you called me crazy. You triggered me. <laughs> triggered the psycho in me. But he found somebody that's just as crazy or not even crazier than this motherfucker. 
Love Quinn. So he did the same with her. Season two, mad obsessive. You feel me? And then like got to a point where he was like, all right, it's time to kill her ass. And then he's about to kill her. Got out with the night. She was like, I'm pregnant. And he was like, oh my God, you're pregnant with my psycho baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker bro was like, all right, we're going to have a daughter. They end up having a son. Just throwing this nigga off. In season three, we get more of the backstory of when he was a kid and what traumatized him. What tra- one of the traumas he went through as a kid, his mom was getting physically abused by his stepdaddy. And what happened? He gonna pop pop his ass. Popped him right in the goddamn chest. Gave him one of them blah blah theres. Where the fuck is my son? Gave him one of those. Right in the heart. Boom. But then also, at school, he's getting picked on by boys. You feel me? Getting bullied. Him and his partner. He saw he was hit in the closet one time. And he saw his partner get his fucking ass fucking whooped. Bow, bow, bow by the bullies, man. But that was traumatizing him too. You feel me? That's what I say, man. Get your, get your kids in some type of self-defense class or something. You feel me? I used to get bullied. I don't lie. I was bullied like a motherfucker when I was little. Then, grandma got me in karate classes. And I kicked the shit out that bully in his motherfucking chest. That motherfucker never bullied me again. He actually became my friend. Ain't that about a bitch? <laughs> I was like, again, Bruce Leroy kicked to the sternum, nigga. Yeah. But, that was happening. And then, like, one day, the bully was at the stairs. And this nigga, Joe, was thinking, I'm gonna push this bully down. And this one, his anger start coming into play. And, you know, he start getting more and more in tune with his anger. And then he didn't do it. He chickened out. And then the woman teacher saw it and was like, yo, hey, if you would have done it, I wouldn't have said nothing. I get it. And he was like, I chickened out. Oh. But then he started getting obsessed with his teacher. And his teacher was in an abusive relationship. And he saw the shit. And he saw the man. And the same thing was at the stairs, and he thought about pushing the man down the stairs, and he chickened out. And what happened was, the teacher, they alluded to she got fucking murdered, but they never said it. But it was just like, it was like, oh, family issues came up. She had to leave. And Joe was like, to his one homie, he was like, man, I should have pushed that motherfucker down the stairs. This shit would never happen. Man, shit crazy, bruh. But... That was the flashbacks that he had, and they show him over his childhood of why he's the man today. And then, you know what I mean? It had more like, you know, it had his nigga inner voices. He was like saying shit. This nigga, I'll, look it. This is supposed to be a psychological thriller, but this shit was kind of a dark comedy season three because a lot of shit that these niggas were saying and like they did the inner thoughts of Love Quinn and how she was. They both moved basically to some northern cow safe, rich area. Oh my God, look, it's so beautiful. It's all green and everybody there is all nice. They seem super fake, which they is mad fake because like Love Quinn basically come from a family of money. And that's why they moved up there. Her mama got money, but don't want to give her money now for her dream to do bakery shops and bullshit like that. And they got little tiffs going on. And then she's getting tiffs with people in the community at first, but then she becoming friends. But 
They talk behind her fucking back. Talk about, ooh, she's a fucking crazy. Oh, she come from money and shit. Her family's psycho. And all that type of bullshit. And then, Joe gonna be Joe. They moved into the neighborhood. He see the neighbor. The neighbor. He obsessed over her. And they kill her within the first three episodes. Oh, spoiler alert! Oh, nigga! I don't give a damn about spoiler alerts. If you watching this, I'm spoiling shit. Go watch this shit. Go watch the season before you watch this, because I spoil shit on this bitch. I'm like spoiled milk. Nigga. <laughs> but yeah, man, this motherfucker, right? He end up, like, obsessed with the neighbor. You feel me? Then it has sex, but almost. And then what happened? Love Quinn does what she does best. Kills the fucking chick that he get obsessed with. Ends up killing her in the bakery. Glow. But, you know, her husband is always away at work and shit. But he's like some tech guru and just like know all about technology and all types of shit. And then they, uh, they son come back. And then the son has a love interest with Love Quinn. And the fucking. And that's predatorial. It, is it? No. You know what? I keep thinking a nigga like. 17 in high school and shit but the nigga's 19 that's my bad still though like they end up fucking love interest and then joe think about it's like man i'm work this nigga but what happens is fucking love end up pushing the little nigga down the stairs because he went down the stairs of the bakery or shit and found out that this other couple that these motherfuckers love queen and joe really don't like but had him caged up and he's seen it, and now it's all types of shit. Hey, love is acting off of impulses like a motherfucker, and it's like actually fucking up a lot of things. And like this nigga Joe's trying to clean up a lot of shit, and then this nigga end up killing people. And like, I personally thought that the story was they're gonna move into this new town and they're gonna kill people together. They were killing people separate, and then trying to clean up the mess together. And like, what happened is, like, the uh the neighbor, the, the Natalie chick that they end up murking. The the husband comes back and was like, yo, I don't trust these neighbors. You feel me? And he has every right to, cause they act weird towards this nigga. And he the only one knowing like these niggas ain't right. And he's spying on them, getting private investigators, and all types of shit, bruh. God damn. That shit crazy. So like he 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 on to something, bruh. You feel me? And he really loved his wife though, but it's hard. It's like he's such like a robot and don't really show his emotions. People can't tell, and they're pinning the murder on him. And he's like, "No, nah, I love my wife." He don't never say it, but he's showing it through his actions. And his son, his son, a little bitch in my eyes. This nigga mad. Like it's okay to be emotional, but he's like in, intrusively emotional. Like he all like, "You don't love me like a son. You don't do this." And then with the love, he like. But I, I love you with all my heart. Mm. He don't even know she's a killer until he pushes him down the stairs. And then him and Joe have a dialogue. He was like, why did she do this to me? And he was like, yo, my nigga, she fooled me too. She's a killer. <laughs> yo, bro. God damn. But then, like, what happened was at the very end, like, this nigga Joe works at the library, and this is where the Marion chick comes in. And, like, he obsesses over her and all types of shit. And, like, love finds out. And it's like, man, I need to kill this bitch. 
And like they obsessing like basically Marianne having trouble with her shit. Like she has a kid and is dealing with this one dude named Ryan, which is fucking is like fucking gold in the public eye because he worked for the news station. But they both used to be junkies and all types of shit. And they try to throw in a little race car with it, like, oh, he's a white man. I'm a black woman. He gets whatever he wants. Blah, blah, blah. Systematic racism. Blah, 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 blah. And they try to throw in a little T-Virus 19 ordeal in it. Talk about the anti-T-Virusers. And then, like, fuck them. I'm like, I see y'all trying to throw that messaging in. But, nigga, do we really need that with this show? What the fuck? Fuck out of here. But then he obsessed with her, and so then it, he ends up killing the dude's name, Ryan, killing her ex and all that shit. And then Love invited Marianne over and was about to kill her, but the daughter comes in, and she doesn't kill her, blah, blah, blah. And she's about to kill Joe, and Joe, they don't trust each other and all types of shit. And he ends up killing Love and leaving out the fucking state. And leave to New Jersey where Marianne was going. Like, nigga, you ain't slick. The fuck? And then the couple, the they supposed, the, the black, there's this black chick and this white dude. That's the couple they don't like. They supposed to be the perfect couple. They get out and create a TED Talk book bullshit. Who gives a fuck? I don't fucking care. Shit. That was the end of the shit. God damn it. In episode 9, it was a 9 or 10. I was like, eh, what the fuck is this bullshit going on, bruh? Beginning episodes is pretty good, but it threw me in a loop. Season three threw me in a loop. I felt it was like a dark comedy. They was being wacky with shit. They was getting into the inner thoughts of love, and she was funny as fuck. She was saying hater shit. <laughs> One time she said, Ew, vomit emoji. I fucking rolled out my chair like, what the fuck? <laughs> she was hating. She was like, Ew, this bitch can't dress. My mom's over here again bullshitting. <laughs> oh, man. These niggas' inner thoughts, man. Love and Joe inner thoughts. Bunch of haters, bro. They were hating. This is a dark comedy, bro. I see what the fuck y'all are doing, bro. But yeah, at the end of the day, man. This nigga Joe is a fucking killer. Murked his own wife. Which understood him in the past. It never makes sense. Is this human nature? Is this how humans are? The people that's the most puzzled to you and get you the most, you still be like, oh, I don't know, I don't know if they get me enough. Uh, uh. This nigga was feeling trapped the whole time. Whole time he wanted to kill love. I want to kill my wife. But I want to love my new life at the same time. And then he started talking. New chick all by, oh my God. Is she the one? I love her so much. She smells like rose petals. She reads a new book. It catches my interest. Mm, I wonder what perfume she wears. Mm, I wonder how that poon smells like. You know this nigga Joe? You know his inner thoughts? The fuck? <laughs> yeah, man. Fuck. But yeah, man. That's the end of the goddamn show. Hey, season three of you. I say go watch the shit. You feel me? To me, this shit was like a, uh, this was mid, man. This shit was like a fucking seven. You feel me? This was a seven in my eyes. Could have been a lot better. I like the, I like the monologues and shit like that. The inner thoughts, I mean, they could have toned that shit down a little bit, but hey, who gives a fuck? <laughs> Some of it was funny. I don't know. It was wacky world. <laughs> wacky world. Fuck it. Hey, man. Hey, 
You, season three on Netflix. Y'all go see it. Shit. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, shit. You know what we about to get into right now? Oh, shit. We about to get into Mean Time. Oh, and you know how I love my memes. Let's get it. <laughs> First meme. All right, man. I'm clowning you Android users. I don't give a flying fuck. Oh, shit. So, it got CJ from motherfucking Grand Theft Auto. It got him on the fucking picture thing. And then it got below. It got some other dude randomly FaceTiming him. And it says, when I add my Android homies to FaceTime. <laughs> and it look like CJ all pixelated. It look all fucked up. What the hell is this shit? <laughs> you know what's crazy? That's just great marketing by Apple. Because Android is actually better quality fucking camera and better quality with the fucking camera phones and all that shit. But we all make fun of the shit. We try to make, we always say it's trash. But really, in retrospect, Android phones have better camera quality. Ain't that about a bitch? See how marketing works? That's why I market to motherfuckers every day. Like I'm motherfucking McDonald's. Or like I do. Like I am Apple products. Feel me? That's why I do it. Oh, shit. All right, man. So, for my potters out there, it got J. Cole and it got Dave East. They're right next to each other. And it reads, this is how I expected Huey and Raleigh to look as adults. <laughs> oh, my God, bro, for real. Yes, man, for real. Riley and Huey from the Boondocks. Y'all know, go check that show out. This is fucking so funny, though, because it do look like these niggas, bruh, adults. Wow! Wowzers! <laughs> All right, man. Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Hell yeah! For our partners out there, bruh, it got Wesley Snipes. And I don't know what movie this is, but hey, man, bruh, look at Mad Old. And yes, Chuck, I love you, bruh, but that shit you said to me earlier in our fantasy football chat app was funny as fuck, and it hurt my feelings. He called me, he talked about my light-skinnedness. <laughs> so I'm directing this to you and all you dark-skinned motherfuckers out there. Hey, man, y'all cool with my book, but this shit funny. For my potters, it says how dark-skinned niggas look when they turn 13. Crying face. <laughs> Clown me in the comments below. That's what I'm gonna start saying. Clown me in the comments below. Hey, that should be funny, bro. Niggas clown me and shit. You feel me? I got thick skin, bro. I know I know all the shit, bro. I got big nose. I'm super light skin. I'm fucking skinny as fuck. I mean, I got muscles and shit, but uh, I'm thin. I get it. I get it. All right. So you dark skin niggas, y'all take offense to this. It's gonna be up there, not here. If y'all take offense to it, clown me in the comments. Hey. Well, on that note, oh shit. Hey, man, for my potters, for the tutors out there that's watching, the potters out there that's listening, give yourself a hand clap. I appreciate y'all. This is The Gab, episode 42. Woo, I'm Kamal.
Hey, I'd like to thank my sponsors, First Place Losers. The link to the shop going to be in the description below. Ow! You already know! Hey, for my tubers out there, Kamal Johnson ENT. Y'all adults, y'all know what to do. Y'all know how YouTube works. For my potters out there, I'm on Apple Podcasts, I'm on Google Podcasts, and I'm on SoundCloud. All you got to do is type in Kamal Johnson or the gap. Bow, and I pop right up. Ooh. On that note, I'm about to be out. Yeah. Oh. Joe is so obsessive with you. <laughs> this was a gap. This was a gap. Ooh, yeah.